This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. What is up, San Antonio Spurs Nation? It's good to be with you again on this quarantine slash, you know, isolation edition. Everyone is staying at home. Everyone's just reflecting. Everyone's suffering that there are no sports. So with me today, I got Joe Garcia from the Two Shots podcast. You can find him on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast jam on. He's there. You can find him on YouTube as well to check out his live streams. Joe, how are you doing with this long drought of no sports? I'm just hanging in there, just finding other ways to, you know, stay busy, just like everybody else. I'm just at home and doing the Netflix and chill and Disney Plus and chill and, you know, just watching movies, getting fatter because what are you going to do when you're in quarantine? The quarant- everybody likes to eat. It's the quarantine 15. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what everybody's doing. Everybody's staying home and eating. So I'm just like everybody else, just chilling, dude, finding ways to pass the time. And, you know, thank God that the NBA and uh, NFL uh, network have both opened it uh, opened it up to the masses. And they got free subscriptions right now. So now you can watch <laughs> NFL replays and NBA replays. And I've even heard that uh, UFC is replaying some of their their better, you know, fights and stuff. So checking that out as well so it's, it's been interesting man trying to still get my sports fixed but i mean there's nothing else you can really do right now yeah you know i there's the nfl nfl off season's going on right but nah, it really doesn't interest me too much because i'm just like ah, does it really matter it's not like the nba off season where players moving around changes the landscape of the league i think the nfl is a different animal um but yeah, dude, same here, man. Just been watching movies all day, just trying to go out for a walk so that quarantine 15 doesn't hit me too hard. Um, but it's good to hear that you're holding up well over there in, in San Antonio, Joe. Um, Joe, real quick, let's talk Spurs basketball. I mean, all right, everything's going to be reflect reflection Spurs basketball. Nothing new, but that's still good. Oh, yeah, man. It's always good when you can talk a little bit, you know, about Spurs basketball. And really, I mean, there really hasn't been much coming through the pipe other than, you know, some uh, public service announcements by Manu Ginobili. I even saw one by former Spur Paul Gasol. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just trying to tell everybody to wash their hands, you know, be safe, (laughs) you know, and just, you know, adhere to the quarantine rule, you know, and stay home and try to not spread and be a carrier of this horrible, you know, coronavirus thing that's going around the the world i mean everybody's been impacted by it so you know you have that and then you know of course our buddy jeff garcia's uh releasing little tidbits of spurs information and news Mm -hmm. to try to keep us all informed about what's going on in the world of 
San Antonio Spurs basketball. So there's that, you know. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I think I'm just like most of us right now. I'm not so angry that the season ended the way it did. You know, I think technically we still didn't miss the playoffs. You know, we kind of got away with one there. But at the same time, even though we're we're going through the ups and downs of a season and we're losing games, and I think at this point, every Spurs fan out there is is going through withdrawals. They're fiending. You know, this is the time where we're supposed to have epic basketball going on and playoff runs and, um, you know, people trying to get into the playoffs or whatnot. Uh, so I know I'm one of those people. Like, I'm thinking about Spurs all the time. I'm thinking about you know where we left off that last game of the season against Dallas has been on my mind a lot I felt like we're about to see a shift in minutes I thought you know these young guys were were about to get their opportunities you know Keldon got his started doing some impressive things with the minutes that he did get so I was really excited about what was happening in those last few games but right now I'm just I'm just like everyone else just thinking about what could have been um a little bit thankful that the season ended the way it did so joe i wanted to ask you um are you having any withdrawals now that the spurs are gone do you catch yourself thinking about this season and what are your feelings when you when you start to reminisce and reflect no i just thought about the season of course it's been one of these you know up and down seasons you kind of just want everything to be over with in in a you know and with the lack of better term you know this has been a a trying season to say the least but it's had some good points you know one of them being some of these younger you know spurs getting some run as such as you know keldon johnson looking like he was you know going to do some great things and then season got cut short you know he locked down lucas uh luka donick you know and that was quite interesting to see you know you've had the the uh evolution of one Lonnie Walker and his breakout game with the Houston Rockets, which they replayed uh, recently on Fox Sports Southwest. And that was, again, interesting to see, you know, Spurs come back from being down against the Rockets. Uh, Lonnie Walker had an amazing fourth, you know, and they come back and they they win the damn thing. So that's what I'm kind of missing more than anything is is watching the the evolution of the the youth, you know, our our younger players uh, getting some time to shine, you know, and, you know, missing looking at a the development of one, you know, DeJounte Murray. I thought he was doing good things before the season came to an end. He got off to a slow start, uh, you know, waiting for Derek White to to kind of, you know, make some noise. He's been a little quiet, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I, that's what I'm really missing. I mean, yeah, I miss Spurs basketball, but the season is what it was. You know, more than likely they weren't going to make the playoffs. I don't, I don't think I was really angry, a little disappointed. But given the the way that the season had unfolded, uh, my bright spot was looking at the youth, looking at these younger players uh, out there and, and balling with some of these other guys out there on the court. So that's what I'm kind of missing more than anything. And not just Spurs basketball in general, just sports in general, you know, like watching uh, other NBA games. You know, I, mm-hmm. Spurs, I love the Spurs, but I also like watching good matchups, you know, so keeping an eye on what's going on in the Western Conference, Eastern Conference, you know, with the Lakers and the Clippers and you're looking at the Jazz, you know, and things like that, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, so I'm, I'm, you know, that's what I'm really missing. That and 
You know, baseball season is going to be a trying time as well since they kind of yeah. put that on hiatus, you know, and just like everything else. And it's kind of strange, I got to tell you, mm -hmm. uh, watching wrestling, you know, like when you watch uh, SmackDown, for example. Yeah. And there's nobody there. They're at the <laughs> their training facility. And yeah. one of the videos that came out on Twitter that made me and my son just bust out laughing, dude, is they had Steve Austin on there. And he's like, can I get a hell yeah? And you have the one announcer in there. Hell yeah. And then he's like, what? He goes, what? Yeah. <laughs> there's nobody there. There's like three people in the yeah. whole audience. So uh -huh. that's been funny, you know, but yeah. they're making the show go. So I miss sports in general, not just you know spurs basketball but just you know the the way things used to be and it's yeah. it's kind of uh strange and, and absurd that i'm saying that but because you, can you remember the times when everybody would just be able to go and watch sports on the tube you know on the tv and you would see an audience you know and they would be screaming and yelling and you know just watching games in general having the you know some some hot wings and again a beer with your brothers you know your buddies hanging out at the sports bar and watching the game and just, you know, chatting it up and having a good time or even going out to, you know, like the San Antonio FC games. They they had just started their season. Yeah. And they had a big tailgate scene out there. And I like going out there. And I missed the, the opening game, but I wanted to go to the second game and just, you know, reconnect with some of those people out there. And unfortunately, can't even do that anymore. So, yeah. you know, I just, I just missed the way things used to be because sports – regardless of what you watched or what team you you rooted for it kind of was the 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 median that kind of drew everybody to together you know but now that we've we've been with this uh without the app with the app without the the sports in general the absence of sports mm -hmm. it's weird dude it just feels different you know yeah it's a different world i think we're all starting to see how uh big a role sports plays in our lives like you said even if it's not spurs or even if it's not basketball and it's it's something else i mean there's just usually sport you could turn on your tv and you're gonna get some type of you know sports and people that are competitors or like you know like sports for entertainment right now are just you know we're, we're starting to appreciate you know what I used to hate when the basketball season ended because all there was was baseball. But now I'm like, hey, where's baseball? <laughs> you know, there's there's got to be something there. Um, but yeah, no, I feel you, man. It's it's starting to really starting to really play a factor. I think in everybody's psyche. You know, everyone's at home. Everyone's just you know going a little bit stir crazy, a little bit getting a little bit anxious and. And, you know, I, I like the way that Tony Parker always talked about sports. He's like, sports are great. Sports are, you know, a beautiful thing. You win, you lose. That's just the way it is. But it's the competitive nature. It's the experiences. It's it's the highs and the lows. And it's 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 everything. Everything that has to deal with sports is, why, is what makes it so great. And the fact that we had our Olympics coming up this summer. And one of my favorite things in the whole world when it comes to watching sports is Olympic basketball. Um, to me, it's like that is the highest level of competitive basketball you can see, you know, on the world. You have the greatest players from each country playing at a physical, at a physical game of basketball, unlike the NBA. And so I'm going to miss that for sure. Um, but, you know, I want to get back to your point, Joe, that you were talking about the young guys and how that was. You know, talking about the San Antonio Spurs, that was the bright point of the season was to see the progression of Lonnie Walker, you know, slow as it 
did come, we finally did get to see him get stretch uh, stretch runs, you know, three or four minutes at a time, four or five minutes. And then he started getting extended minutes, and that was always fun. We got to see Keldon Johnson come up. I know you, like me, and a lot of us um, that cover the Spurs in some type of way were following what was going on in Austin with Luca, Quindary, and, and, and Keldon. And, um, you know, that kind of leads to my next question for you, Joe. It's like we have all this young talent. We have guys that are budding at a at a accelerated pace i feel like keldon johnson accelerated really fast lonnie walker obviously could have got 15 minutes a game from the get-go if he you know if they if the spurs wanted to give it to him uh and then you have like drewy banks you know chizemi quindary our first round pick luca Derek white you know is doing his thing Dejounte, like you said started started playing a little bit more like we've expected him to play and of course it was his first season back off injury it's not a big surprise that it took him a little while but there's a question here now we start talking about all this youth you know we start talking about you know how the future is bright joe and i just don't i don't know what we're gonna do uh when next season at least you know we're, we're let's let's focus on just the next season the 2021 season where we have guys like Patty Mills getting 22 minutes a game. We have guys like Rudy Gay getting 21 minutes a game. Uh, Marco, you know, 15 minutes a game. Hate to bring him up, but, you know, we have these vets that are eating up so many minutes. And I think it's a good problem to have for the Spurs to be like, man, look at all of our youth. Our youth is going to need minutes in the near future so they can start their development curve. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're starting to develop them in Austin, and that takes time, but then there's still development that needs to happen on the NBA level that takes a half a season to a season um, to go through. And are we going to wait another full season before we start getting these young guys some minutes? So, Joe, the question I want to ask you is, what do we do with the vets that we have on our roster next season? That's an interesting question because this is the dilemma that the Spurs are in. You have younger players who, who need more minutes out, out there on the court. I think uh, Lonnie Walker has made a strong case for him getting a little bit you know, more playing time uh, come next season. Same thing with Keldon, Keldon Johnson. You, know, you also have other players that are in the shadows right now, you know, still in the G League, that still need a little bit more development, like Quindary Weatherspoon, mm-hmm. uh, Luka Samanich. You know, he needs to put on a little bit of weight and hit that weight room and bulk up a little bit so uh, he can uh, be productive out there on the court. Like his size, like his his length, you know, uh, and his athleticism. And a lot of people don't really follow the G League and, and know exactly what Luka Samanich is all about. But the guy has great handles for somebody his size, mm-hmm. can run the open court. Not only that, but he's also a prolific passer. Yeah. So he can play that position. You know, I don't know if he's going to play a power forward. They're going to have him at a center. Uh but whatever capacity the Spurs decide to play this young man at, uh, he'll be able to contribute once he's ready. You know, he still needs some time to, to to develop some aspects of his game. But I look forward to him coming out and getting some some productive minutes. Maybe not next season, but the season after. But coming back to some of the youth and now the veterans, uh, the veterans are kind of looking a little bit uh, long in the tooth there. Mm-hmm. You know, we have Lam- LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, who's getting up there in age. 
Uh, we also have Rudy Gay, who's getting up there in age and kind of looked like he hit a wall yeah. uh, at times this season. You know, he his progression coming back from that Achilles injury last season, he looked pretty good. This season, not so much. Uh, and he's not injured. It's it's father times catching up with him. Yeah. And I think everybody's seen that. Uh, and unfortunately, that it's part of the game. You know, players age. Some of them don't age gracefully. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's the issue that we're having right now. It's mm -hmm. like we have DeMar DeRozan out there, who's been one of our most consistent players. Uh, a lot of isolation ball that the Spurs have been running to really get uh, DeMar DeRozan going in this in this new look Spurs offense, mm -hmm. so to speak. Uh, and I think that's the one thing that's really upset a lot of Spurs fans is why are we just playing isolation ball? It's always, you know, giving the ball to DeMar DeRozan. Mm -hmm. He's one of our best players on the team. We need to get him going. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of isolation plays, unfortunately, yeah. because we don't really have a lot of people that we can go to who's going to who are going to be able to create their own shots and get those and ones and be able to get to the to the rim as explosively as DeMar DeRozan can. Because a lot of the shots that he makes. They're underappreciated because he does uh, he he sinks down a lot of shots that are are really hard to make you know in in transition or you have somebody coming out at you the weird angles that he shoots off one you know he shoots off of one leg and he's just fading away mm -hmm. off balance and the and the shot goes in so yeah. you know I really like him as a player I just don't think that he's going to fit very well in this first system unless we can put some guys around him that are kind of going to play that style and right now it's kind of an odd mixture of veterans that we have we have some who are really good isolation players and demar Derozan. you know you have dejounte murray who can get up and run down the court you have you know Derek white who's young and can get up and run down the court as well um but then you have the aging veterans you also have bryn forbes he's not aging but he's not very consistent then you have Marco Beninelli, who everybody hates to death because he's a defensive liability when he's out there. And again, not very consistent. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? You know, are you going to, you know, be, let's say, have have these contracts be thrown out at some of these older players? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to go ahead and say, you know what, it's time to give the green light to the youth, you know, and mm -hmm. have some of these younger players really start taking those uh, taking those roles and letting, you know, some, some of your 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 veterans go in Bryn Forbes and Marco Beninelli. We don't really need them here anymore. I think we've shown that some of the youth already, as I have stated, are ready to to really, you know, get those minutes and and show that they can they can contribute at the highest levels. So it's interesting to see what the Spurs will do. I don't want them to really go out and start chasing free agents. I think they started need to start looking from within. And as I stated. They need to let these young guys uh, go out there and, and really start coming into their own because let's face it, man, when free agency hits in probably another season mm -hmm. and the contracts of one Patty Mill starts coming off, mm -hmm. things are going to get very interesting. If you're going to want to let him go and not really pay him pay him the money that he's going to command, you got to have faith in some of your up-and-comers, you know? So I think the transition period from us being a little bit older to us getting younger it's at hand already so yeah i think it's gonna it's gonna be a hard decision for the spurs but i think they're gonna have to say goodbye to some of the fan favorites and some of our vets mm -hmm. uh it's time you know the time has come for change so we got to pull that trigger now yeah i think so too and i think this isn't anything that the spurs were expecting i think the spurs were expecting 
this team to be very good. I think most of us were. I think most of us were putting the Spurs coming into the season somewhere in the middle of the race and talking about playoffs, right? I mean, we had the blend of youth. We had the blend of the veterans. You know, it, it was it was it's a good mixture when you look at it on paper. It's a good mixture until you start to see where all the minutes are going. You know, it's like, oh, wow, you only had we have like, you know, six or seven guys that are over 26. Everyone else is under 25, you know, and it's just like, oh, wow, you know, we're, we're young. But the minutes went heavy to the veterans. Let's look at it just, you know, from this season at a per game basis. Patty Mills was getting 22 minutes a game. You know, Rudy Gay is getting 21 minutes a game. Marco, 15. DeMar DeRozan. LaMarcus Aldridge, 34 and 33. Then Bryn Forbes was getting 25 minutes a game. Those six players right there, they're over 26 years old. Bryn Forbes is 26. LaMarcus, 34. DeMar DeRozan, 30. Patty Mills, 31. Rudy Gay, 33. Marco Bellinelli, 33 years old as well. And those are where our minutes lie in their hands. And like you said, this year, it just... It wasn't an injury thing. I don't know if it was a role situation, uh, but they just did not come out to play. And what worries me, Joe, is I don't know if the Spurs are going to be that type of team that pays players for past performances. You know, it's like we gave Pau Gasol a huge contract. For what? For being a two-time champion in his career? Because he really didn't do anything after that to deserve that money. You know, and here we go giving Rudy Gay... A big deal right two years uh you know was it 28 million dollars for two years because he had just come off of a great year with us with the san antonio spurs so we gave him two more years and what did he do this year nothing i mean what 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 has he has he lived up to that contract i would say no you know and but he's getting a lot of minutes so we're playing players who have heavy contracts and if we look at next season Rudy Gay, $14 million. Patty Mills, $13.2 million. You know, these guys are getting paid a lot of money. And I don't know if it's in the best interest to to keep them or not. Because I think, like you said, I would love to keep these players. But they got to understand, you know, Father Time has caught up to us. These young guys are ready to go. Can I get paid 14 million dollars and be a veteran just have a veteran role come off the bench you know instead of getting 21 minutes a game for rudy gay can he get 12 (laughs) you know can he get 13 and can we swallow the pill of he's getting paid about a million dollars per minute (laughs) on average you know uh per game but i don't know it's a question that i think i i'm on the same page as you joe i think that it's time for development to occur with these young guys and the money isn't going to show it or i don't think we're going to pay any of these young guys anytime soon um let's see Bryn forbes going to be a free agent Jakob Poto, obviously those are the two guys this season that are going to be first priority when it comes to trying to extend them and give them new contracts that work with the future of the team um but i don't know joe i i, I think a lot of what went wrong this season was giving our minutes so heavily to our older guys, our veterans, 
And I think if we we're going to lose 27 games, I mean, sorry, if we're only going to win 27 games, might as well develop. But that's something that we've been talking about all year, right, Joe? It's like, oh, you know, can we get these guys to get more minutes? Um, but it's just something the Spurs take their time with. And I hope next season is i hope there's something different what do you think joe do you think next season we can expect anything different or are we going to write it out with these veterans one more time we know how coach pop is he's almost uh, stubborn to a fault you know mm -hmm. <laughs> but i'll be the first one to tell you that the Spurs system as it currently stands is archaic mm -hmm. by today's nba standards so something needs to kind of change in that regard. You know, they need to update the system for a more modern spur, you know, NBA era. And the Spurs are kind of behind the gun in, the, in that regards. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you have some of the youth, too, that we we really didn't mention, such as Drew Eubanks and mm -hmm. Shizemi Metu as well. Um, I think Drew Eubanks, uh, I like the guy. I like his enthusiasm on the bench. Everybody always sees him, you know, just jumping up and down and, and exuberant when somebody has a... A, a, a spectacular play, whether it be a steal or a dunk, he's like the the team cheerleader. He's jumping up there and he's exciting to to watch on the bench. But he's gotten some minutes to play, you know, sparingly here, and he's already been with the Spurs for more than one season. I think he's one of these guys that the Spurs will probably uh, wind up letting go. You know, unfortunately, mm -hmm. uh, Shazemi, he's another guy you know that I had high hopes for, but we're gonna have to see what the Spurs wind up doing because let's face it. There's only so much money to go around, you know, so we they're going to have to decide on, on these younger guys, you know, who are they going to keep, who shows the most promise. But, you know, another thing that I I see happening is, like you stated, the minutes being given to some of these veteran players, you know, and the duo that was, you know, Bryn Forbes, Marco Beninelli, which just was terrible out there on the court mm -hmm. defensive liabilities waiting to happen horrible on defense couldn't stop anybody horrible in transition they were horrible trying to get out on the wing you know teams were just dropping threes raining down threes on the spurs uh just setting up you know uh most of the time it was just zone defense on the spurs and the spurs yeah. had a, a hard time trying to figure that out because mm -hmm. they didn't really have a lot of three-point shooters you know and that's how you kind of beat the zone you either knock down your your mid-range jumpers consistently you go and put your head down go to the stripe and start you know earning your points that way or you start knocking down some threes and unfortunately three-pointers have been our weakness you know so that's why i'm saying you know i think that the spurs need to start looking for uh prolific shooters they, and they just need to look for for people who can you know are solid three and d kind of players you know or mm -hmm. they're missing that they, they really don't have a three and d player they had one and Damari Carroll, but unfortunately, for whatever reason, things didn't work out, and they just let him walk, basically, uh, you know, in a, in a buyout. And he got, you know, brought out by uh, the San Antonio Spurs, and he's now with the Houston Rockets, and we're still going to wind up paying him, even though he's not with the team. So those those are boneheaded moves that I can't forgive the, the organization for. Ever since, it seems like R.C. Buford yeah. went and took up the CEO position, uh, the front office has been lacking as far as their poor decision-making. Even when RC was in the front office, the throwing contracts at one Paul Gasol mm -hmm. and still paying him, you know, $5 million for this season. And he's not even playing in the league. He was over there with the Portland Trailblazers, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, before they went ahead and finally told him, you know, hey, we're, we're going to call it quits on you because you're injured. Yeah. Um, 
so it's it's poor decisions in that regards but it has more to do with you know the lineups that have really plagued us this season and just that archaic system you know we really haven't uh, caught up with the times and you know, I think it's time, you know, that we need to start changing things up a little bit. You know, we got to start looking towards who's going to be replacing Pop when he decides to call it quits. You know, I mean, is it going to be Timmy? Is it going to be Becky? Or or is it going to be another coach? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we really don't know. I think uh, that's one of the things that I think hurts us a lot of times because we don't, we don't get a lot of big name free agents that want to play here mm-hmm. because we have that uncertainty. We don't know who our next head coach is going to be. If we knew, maybe we would, San Antonio would be an attractive destination for some of these free agents, you know. But as it stands, uh, we're just a, a kind of an aging team, you know, kind of a dinosaur right now where we still have a big man, you know. We still have a big man in, in LaMarcus Aldridge, which is, is one of the better big men in the NBA. But unfortunately, that's a position that's going the way of the dinosaur. You know, we need somebody who's a little bit more athletic and can get up there and, and mix it up with some of these younger guys like a Yaka Portal. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's what I'm getting at, man. It, the time for change is at hand, and it needs to happen. Hopefully it does next season, because if not, expect more of the same. And if, you know, they still keep giving those minutes to the veterans and they can't figure out the lineups, it's going to be another 27, maybe 31 season. Yeah, I know. I, it's frustrating, Joe. It's frustrating. What was the most frustrating part to you? Was it that we never changed anything throughout the season? Or was it that you expected more out of our main two guys? You know, was it that you're like, hey, DeMar and LaMarcus need to step up. They need to figure out a way to lead this team to wins. Or was it, were you more frustrated with like, I can't believe we're getting the same thing over and over and over again? No, it was more the inconsistencies with the rest of the team, more than it was with uh, LaMarcus and more than it was with DeMar. DeMar, I knew, was going to be money. Mm -hmm. LaMarcus is LaMarcus. You knew that from the last couple of seasons that he all but disappears in the big games. And it has to do more with matchups than anything else. LaMarcus is who he is. And unfortunately, he's never going to be that type of player that Spurs fans want. He's not the second coming coming of of Tim Duncan by any means. You know, he's just who he is and either you love him or you hate him, you know, and, and the, the Spurs fans really, for the most part, really don't care for him much, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have that to contend with, but I was more disappointed in the rest of the supporting cast. You know, I thought I was going to see more out of DeJounte. I thought I was going to see a little bit more out of Derek White, a uh, surprise that Bryn Forbes started the season off on a good note, but then he kind of declined as the season wore on. Mm-hmm. You know, Yaka Portal looked good at times as well, but just didn't get enough run, um, you know, and then they really didn't want to put in one Lonnie Walker. And then when they finally started giving him playing time and he had that breakout game against the Rockets, then they were like, whoa, whoa maybe we should have played him a little bit more, you know, but it was kind of too kind of too little too late at that at that point in time. So I was more disappointed in the supporting cast, even Rudy Gay, mm-hmm. you know, Rudy Gay, you thought he was going to have a better season than he did. And he really didn't. So it's it's everybody else who didn't step up to the plate this season. It's not so much, you know, LaMarcus or DeMar DeRozan mm-hmm. who are at fault. And it, it's really, at the end of the day, the Spurs team as a whole who really didn't step up to the plate and kind of didn't live up to expectations. And to the dismay of Spurs fans, it was a disappointing season. But you knew it was coming sooner or later, you know? Yeah. 
I agree, man. I mean, if you look at the numbers, you know, LaMarcus and DeMar did their jobs. You know, I think if you look at the number of shots they take per game, their averages and all that stuff, statistically, they did their job. And you're right. You know, Patty Mills was our third best player for about 20 games, you know, 25 games. And yeah, he was money. He was one of the guys who stepped yeah. up from the bench. So mm-hmm. I, I give him that. <laughs> yeah, Patty, Patty stepped up early. Now, I remember doing a pod a long time ago saying that, hey, I love Patty, but this worries me. It's worrying me right now that Patty Mills, our 31-year-old backup point guard, is our third best player. And, I mean, he's getting paid like He's, he's getting paid very well, like $13 million. He's like third or fourth on our cap space. So he's playing up to his money. But is that a recipe for success, you know, when it comes to Spurs basketball? Are we going to be as good as we can be when Patty Mills is our third best player? I don't think so. And like you said, Rudy Gay was a no-show for the first, I would say, I don't know. He only really started playing well the last five games or so of the season. Um you know, Marco hit and miss, um, Bryn Forbes, you know, you said that he started off hot and I agree, man. Like those first four games, we looked really good. We're like, Oh man, we're getting out in transition. DeJounte is finding Bryn. Bryn's getting up shots. He's knocking them down. DeJounte is getting turnovers and leading to offense. You know, it's like, okay, great. Yes. But then after four games, the league was like, Oh, Bryn's the only one that's going to take an outside shot. So let's, Let's chase Bryn Forbes off the line. The rest of the NBA got the memo, and we just sucked from that point on. Bryn's you know, production went way down, uh, and when Bryn can't hit an open three, it's really going to shrink the floor for everyone else, makes DeMar's job harder, makes LaMarcus' jobs harder, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge's job harder, and then later on in the season, it's like, oh, hey, uh, LaMarcus, we're going to need you to uh, shoot some threes if you can there, bud. You know, can you knock a couple threes down for us? And he's just like, yeah, sure, I'll shoot some. And so he starts shooting them, and he goes on this crazy, like, four-game stretch where he only misses, like, three three threes. He's, like, 13 for 17 or something. Um, And things start to change again. But, again, I agree that the other guys didn't step up. All these other guys didn't step up. The coaches did not. I guess we're not willing to experiment with some of the lineup possibilities that could have been out there. Um, We talked about Lonnie Walker. I mean, there's so many things that we could have done. We could have gave Lonnie Walker more minutes. We could have uh, benched Bryn Forbes for somebody. We could have started, um, you know, uh, uh, Derek White and DeJounte together. You know, who who would have thought that? Trey Lyles was going to come into this season and and start every single game. Like who ever if you, if I were to give you the bet Joe last offseason saying hey newly acquired free agent Trey Lyles is going to get, you know, like the fourth most minutes on this team he's going to start every single game. Would you, you know, would you take that bet? Nah, I thought he was going to be a coming off the bench. I thought they were going to give the nod to to Yaka Portal, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So there's so many things exactly starting Jakob coming into the season. I was almost just like everyone else. I was pretty sure that we we're going to get a lot of Jakob and LaMarcus together starting the game, you know, but no, there was just, you know, there was so many possibilities, so many different options that we could have done that we didn't do. 
And to me, that's on the coaches, that's on the organization. Now, I'm not saying like, oh, it's all their fault because if you're in that coaching room with Pop, with Timmy and everyone, they have a plan. They worked hard on that plan and they're going to stick to that plan. They're going to say, look, for better or for worse, we're going to decide as a coaching staff that this is the direction that we're going to go in. And we got to live with the results. I, I'm pretty because you got to have that mindset. Because if you're 20 games into the season and everything's blowing up on you, I mean, if you're the Spurs, I think you stick with your guns. If you're Atlanta or you know one of these other teams that's like, oh, let's you know what, let's let's fire the coach or let's trade away this guy. Let's start changing our plan. And I don't think the Spurs are the type of organization that press the panic button. And so stubborn, you might call it stubborn of us. But we're just like, no, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it all season, and we're going to ride or die with this lineup and the starting unit, and it we died with it. And I, I just don't know. Joe, do you think even if our bench were to step it up a little bit more than, you know, than they did this season, is having LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan as your two best guys good enough to win a championship? I think that is the ultimate question moving forward are we going to be good enough to win it all with these two guys and the simple answer is no we're not Mm -hmm. you know when you have uh damar and you have lamarcus these are just players who are 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 good they're good players they're decent players they're just former nba all-stars they're never going to be a bona fide superstar that's what the spurs are really missing right now that's the missing piece to the whole puzzle if you had a bona fide superstar on this team, uh, and those are hard to come by. Not every not every team has a an NBA superstar, you know. But if the Spurs had one, this team would look a lot different. You know, our superstar that we had, he asked to be traded, and that was you know the the yeah. fake number two, you know, Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he asked to be traded, we we went ahead and obliged because we really didn't have a choice. But we now see the lingering effects from that that trade you know him asking to be traded leaving the spurs now you know he won a chip over there in toronto now he has uh, the the clippers balling as well that's what a, a bonafide superstar does he's clutch in the fourth which we have not you know the spurs have had trouble closing out yeah. teams you know this season they've been in games they've been in close games you know but they just can't get over the hump they have a hard time in that third quarter they have a hard time in in the fourth quarter, in the last four or five minutes, trying to close out close games, and they lose them. You know, that's been the issue with the, with this team is that they are missing that prolific player. And with DeMar and with LaMarcus, that's not enough weapons. You know, you're, you have a, goof, a good youth core. Let's put it like that. Mm-hmm. The youth movement that we have here is very good. They're young. They're athletic. They can get up and down the court. They're, they're exciting to watch. You know, we have Lonnie Walker, who is exciting to watch. He can jump up there, and he has, you know, some spectacular plays. But the, for the majority of it, and I know Spurs fans have noticed it as well, mm-hmm. when he goes up there, he also has a lot of point-blank misses at the rim. Mm-hmm. You know, he misses a lot of dunks. He misses yeah. a lot of layups, makes poor decisions in transition. But that is going to get rectified with more playing time. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine if we have... These younger players, like one Dejounte, we have, you know, we have Yaka Portal out there. You have, you know, 
you know, Lonnie Walker, Derek White, you know, Keldon, uh, Trey Lyles out there, and you mix it up with somebody who can really uh, be out there and change the dynamic of the game. In other words, take over the game mm-hmm. completely. You know, that would actually put the Spurs in a in a really nice position to to make some noise in the Western Conference and not be scrapping uh, for that eighth spot. You know, I believe right before everything ended, the Spurs were, what, the 11th or 12th seed in the West? Yep. And they were kind of declining, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we won. <laughs> we're on a one-game win streak <laughs> against Dallas. Yeah, but that's the problem. We can't win more than three games this Absolutely. season, you know, in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and whose fault is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, who has who's who do we put the blame on? For us not being able to win two or three, four games in a row. I mean, I think I think that has more to do with the players than it has to do with Pop because so too. when you look at Coach Pop and what he was trying to do out there, trying to fine-tune these lineups and trying to get something out of these guys, mm-hmm. he was looking for some type of chemistry because he knew and he was frustrated as well that this team was just underperforming. They were just mm-hmm. flat. He was getting nothing. No matter what he would throw out there, even the you know the Spurs fans are like, you, it's so obvious, Coach Pop. You need to do this. You need to do that. We don't know what goes on in practice. Yeah, we're not there. We don't know what he sees. We're we're not an NBA head coach getting paid that that big money. Yeah, you know to make these tough decisions. So, I'm sure that he saw things out there he likes, things he didn't like, some things going on in practice. You know, matchup wise, lineup wise, he tried everything he could. It, it had more to do. I think with the underperforming uh, players that we put out there on the court, our youth, our talent, you know, it just didn't live up to expectations. And I don't think anybody was more frustrated with that than Coach Pop. I just think if we didn't have Pop, maybe we would have only won 10 games this season. You know, it could have been even worse than that. So, you know, we have one of the better coaches in the league. And probably, you know, best, in my opinion, best coach of all time and, and coach pop, but he can only do so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. These veterans, I think, did a good job of trying to keep everybody above their heads above water. I think when it came to this season, I mean, the vets didn't show up on the court, but I think they showed up in the locker room as far as I'm concerned. Like, I think every time I heard Patty Mills or Rudy Gay and them talk about it, you know, the season, they're like, you know, we're we're taking it one game at a time, you know, we're moving forward, we're, we're, we're trying to get better. There's, there's little, there's little areas in that we're getting better in and we're, we're focusing on those moving forward. You know, so like the vets did their job, I think trying to help this young group endure a terrible season, (laughs) but that's not what they get paid to do. You know what I mean? So I, I agree, man. It's, it's on the players, you know, this season is on the players, man. Hey, so real quick, Joe, I wrote this down. Um, what would you think of this lineup next year? Okay. Just, it's not that crazy, but DeJounte Murray and Derek White at the one and two. Lonnie, Trey, Trey Lyles, Lonnie Walker, Trey Lyles, and Jakob. Does that lineup right there, do you think that lineup can lead you, can lead the Spurs to more than 27 games, more than 27 wins? I'm sorry. And you were saying you would Jakob Portal in the mix, correct? Yeah, I would say Derek White at the one, DeJounte at the two, or vice versa, right? Um, mm-hmm. Lonnie Walker at the three, Trey Lyles staying there at the four, and then Jakob at the five. 
all youth, all under 25 years old, 25 and under, do you think that lineup could have won more than 27 games this season or next or just if you gave them a season? And that, that means you have Brent Forbes coming off the bench, Patty Mills, you know, all the vets coming off the bench. Um, no DeMar DeRozan, no LaMarcus Aldridge on your team anymore. Here's the problem with that lineup. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest with you. You still have DeJounte Murray as your starting point guard. Mm-hmm. The only way that that lineup will work is if you have DeJount, if you have Derek White come out and be your starting point guard mm-hmm. and then move DeJounte to your SG or your shooting I like guard. That. I like that. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, because the reason I say that is because Derek White has better court vision uh, than DeJounte Murray. Mm-hmm. And Spurs fans can get mad at me if they want to, but it's the truth. Yeah, they get mad if at me you too. Look, I, I 100% yeah. agree with you, 100%. If you look at what he's able to do out there on the court, he has better passing ability and he has a better uh, better court vision than, than DeJounte Murray. The, the thing is, DeJounte is a more athletic guard. He's a, he's a dog is what we call him. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid to mix it up and get in people's face, play hard-nosed defense. And he's always – the thing with, with DeJounte is that he had a lot of turnovers mm-hmm. at times because he was trying to force the issue. He was trying to force feed, yeah. you know, um, oh, yeah. DeMar DeRozan. He's trying to force feed LaMarcus Aldridge. And those were because – those are because he was on orders from Coach Pop. You know, hey, you need to get the star players going. Mm-hmm. And at times they were like, well, why didn't DeJounte take that open shot? Because he was called upon to pass the ball. Yeah. If he would have taken that shot and made it, Coach Pop would have really chewed him out and taken him out of the game because he wasn't doing what he was told. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem. You know, at times when you're open, you shouldn't feel bad about taking an open shot and sinking it. I think that type of archaic system needs to go the way of the dinosaur. You need to let your youth kind of develop and, and be able to shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's where Derek uh, White comes into play there because if he can go ahead and get DeJounte in these nice open positions with the right angles, you know, on the perimeter or even above, the, you know, beyond the arc and let him go in an isolation play, you know, so to speak, uh, he'll have a better uh Efficient. He'll he'll be more efficient on the offensive end. Yep. You know, and that's why I like Derek White playing the point, and I like Dejounte being able to do his thing and use his athleticism to kind of create his own shot, get to the rim, yeah. But be in better position to do so than having to worry about passing the ball and getting everybody else going. I think that should fall under Derek. And if you let Dejounte just give him the green light and let him do what he wants to, he can be really good. You know. Yeah. Dejounte. His best skill set, Joe. What do you, what would you say his best skill set is? Being able to create his own shot. Absolutely. You know, getting to the rim with these because of his speed and athleticism. There's only one other player that we have on the Spurs team that is even faster than Dejounte Murray in the open court, mm-hmm. and that is Lonnie Walker. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Yeah, and and it, it honestly it works in like the world of you know if you're just talking strictly basketball it works. I mean, because Derek White, his best. If you tell me, if you ask me, what his best skill set is, it's the point guard skill set. He can push the yeah. floor. He understands how to create. He understands how to take what the defense gives him. He knows how to not force the issue and. 
find the easy play. He finds the easy play like no one else on our team. You know what I mean? Um, and then that puts DJ, like you said, to do his thing. Lonnie Walker uh, to be the shooter, right? DJ becomes the slasher. Lonnie becomes the shooter um, slash slasher. slasher. Yeah, I mean, I if that lineup, you see, Joe, that's a lineup that I think can actually realistically win games. You know what I mean? Because they're more balanced because yeah. you have a balance too. Uh, On not only the in the backcourt, but also inside the paint with Trey Lyles and, and Yaka Portal because they can get up there and kind of guard the rim. And you have Yaka who can get up there and get you those rebounds, and he's a shot blocker. Mm -hmm. So you have that going for you. And as he gets the block, you know, you have Trey Lyles who can actually pick it up and just throw that ball down court for an easy two because they're going to be in transition running the open court, you know? Yep. Yeah, see, I think when it comes to our vets and DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge, they're, I hate to say it, because I love those guys. I love everything that they've done for us in the past year, two years, three, four, whatever. Patty, Marco, champions with us, all that. But in the 2020-2021 season, season, if there is one <laughs> or whatever, they're going to be in the way. They're going to be in the way yeah. <laughs> of what the next five to ten years are going to be. And I know the Spurs process. They're like, we're not going to rush this. Yeah, they're in the way now. But, you know, these young guys will get their opportunity in a year, two, three years. It's like, you know what? I don't think that's going to be good enough. I think we should cut bait with our two big guys. I think we should go full youth because I feel our youth, the lineup that we just talked about, is good enough to win more than 27 games in the league. To me, that looks like a crazy defensive lineup. You have shooting. You have Lonnie Walker and Trey who can spread the floor. I don't know. It's just It was just a question. I mean, we can talk about lineups all day long. Uh, Joe, but before I let you go, I want to ask you, you know, with everything in limbo and everything changing on the day-to-day, -day, you know, everything is changing so fast, not just when it comes to what we can do in our homes and what we can't do, curfews, and, and what, what's open, what's not open. You know, it's a crazy world we're living in right now, and we talked about the sports being gone. Um, but what do you hope happens to this 1920 season NBA season that's right now at, on currently on hiatus. So technically there's still a chance that it can resume in some type of way, in some type of way. Now there's a couple scenarios out there. You know, we've talked about just jumping right into the playoffs. We've talked about, you know, picking up where we left off. We've talked, you know, there's been reports out there that, you know, maybe we'll just do like a best of five playoff series and there's talked about there's talks about this season not even concluding at all and just calling it quits um so i know we can't predict what world we're gonna live in two months from now we can barely predict the world we're gonna live in tomorrow um but when it comes to this nba season what in your mind is the best is your hope are you hoping for for it to play out do you want it to just end or do you have something else in mind this is what I hope, you know, the commissioner does, Adam Silver does. There's a lot of money that's going to be lost if they don't finish out the season, in particular to play, finish playing the playoffs, you know, and, and crown an NBA champion. Mm -hmm. But in lieu of what's going on, I, my hopes are that Adam Silver will make, will make the right decision 
and put the health of not only the players but also uh, the staff as well because you're going to have uh, what camera guys out there still in empty arenas that are going to have to shoot uh, the game you know to, to put it out there on the air- airwaves for everybody to watch um, the last thing you want to do is have people lose their lives over this sport at the end of the day basketball is just that it's just basketball there's more pressing issues at hand mm-hmm. so I, I hope what they do is that they just go ahead and really make the right call and just cancel the rest of the season say it's over it's done with um and we just move on to, to the next season and see if we can return to a sense of normalcy mm-hmm. you know this is a strange time that we're in it's kind of like we're living in a, one of those movies you know like pandemic or yeah. you know outbreak from back in the day mm-hmm. you know it's 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 crazy that these things are happening <laughs> it's, it's a, a change for everybody yeah so i think just canceling the season doing the right thing and letting these players be at home and just you know take care of their families and be with them because really it's hard to work you know when you're out there and, and you have your families at home you're always worried about your kids your wife yeah. what's going on with my mom my dad you know mm-hmm. or even family in general you know your your aunts your uncles your your cousins you know, in-laws. So there's a lot of things that are on people's minds. So it, it's more than just a game of basketball that's at hand. It, it's people's lives that are at stake, and you can't really put a, a price tag on that. You know, so I think the right thing to do is just cancel the season. Yeah, I think so too. I I would like for us just to cancel it, lick our wounds. Okay, the cap, you know, the salary cap's going to take a, a huge hit, right? And things are going to change on how the NBA functions when it comes to money. But... I think you're right, Joe. I mean, let's lick our wounds with all that. Let's move forward. Let's start the next season. Hopefully, we can maybe start it around October, same time, um, and just move forward, you know, and uh, let it be what it be. I would, wouldn't mind if the NBA announced, you know, the individual awards. Like, you know what? Go ahead and give us, you know, your MVP and all these things for this short season um maybe even crown uh conference champions i wouldn't mind that i wouldn't mind seeing milwaukee get some type of reward for having one of the best seasons ever you know statistically and Giannis having one of the better seasons statistically anyone's ever had you know and lebron and what they did you know i don't want to give them all the credit you know we're spurs nation but you know they did have a good season they were top of the west and you know maybe crown them conference champions give out the regular season awards and just call it a day i i i like that yeah i agree with you um we'll just have to see what happens you know what what the nba decides to do you know yeah yeah i know yeah well, Joe, thank you for coming on the show. I know that, you know, there's not much to talk about, but Spurs Nation can always find something to talk about. Um, so I appreciate you coming on. Uh, why don't you tell all the listeners where they can find you? They can go ahead and find us uh, on Twitter. You know, I'm always on Twitter. Kind of a, a Twitter, a Twitter-holic. You know, I'm always on there. Uh, you can look for me. My Twitter handle is at two shots podcast all spelled out t-w-o-s-h-o-t-s podcast and for everything else they need to know about us they can always go to our website which is two shots podcast again all spelled out t-w-o-s-h-o-t-s podcast.com and they can even look at our replays of you know our our backlog of videos that we have for you know the spurs takeover our little post game shows that we do and even the two shots podcast live streams and the latest episodes of the two shots podcast itself everything's all there for you guys to 
check out and you know just take a look around and see what we've done yeah uh spurs nation i'm talking to you now you need to go check out all the the whole library of two shots podcast joe does a great job of bringing people from all over to talk spurs basketball if it's via live stream those are always fun the podcasts are great and very informative you have great guests that come on your show all the time so spurs nation if you're looking for good content consistent content you know quality over everything the two shots podcast is where you need to go so make sure you go ahead and subscribe to his channel on wherever you get your podcast jam his youtube channel twitter obviously joe's a lot of fun on twitter you're not just talking spurs basketball on twitter are you joe no we, we talk you know I, just, I let people into my everyday life you know just letting them know my, my personality and who i am above all else you know because at the end of the day we're all human beings and if you know people just want to talk about hey how you feeling how you doing today or they want to jump in the world of of nerddom, you know, yeah. geekdom, mm-hmm. you know, and talk about Transformers or, you know, G.I. <laughs> Joe or something weird yeah. like that, or even the, the latest streaming, you know, TV series or movies that are coming out on Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus. I'm here for it, man. Let's just go ahead and chat. Absolutely. All right, guys, Spurs Nation, make sure that you go and follow one of the best Spurs follows on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast. Joe, thank you for coming on. We got to do this again soon, bud. Oh, yeah. Always a pleasure, man. And make sure you all guys follow, you know, uh, a Bucking Spurs podcast, too, because they put out some great stuff, especially their videos, you know, the breakdown videos that you have up out there on YouTube. Those are quite quite well done, I should say. So make sure you check out that and you subscribe to his YouTube channel as well. Appreciate that, Joe. Thank you guys for stopping in. Thank you for watching. Again, you can go to BuckingSpurs.com and get all of our content there. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast jam on. And go to YouTube. Subscribe to all of us on on YouTube. I know right now you're just sitting at home. You're not doing anything. You're chilling just like the rest of us. Spurs Nation, we're going to be all right. We're going to get through this together. Catch you on the next episode. Go Spurs, go. Yeah.